Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. So before we even start, let me just apologize for the sound quality of myself when we come on to the day's show. We have had... So we're still right in the middle of the thick of it on decorating. We're actually decorating. We're, we're getting a new floor put in in the hall and in the kitchen, and everything has to come out. Fridge, everything. Cooker. Cooker's been standing in the yard for for two days there now, covered it in tarpaulin. So everything's coming here. There's been a wire pulled on me mixing desk, which connects me mic to the computer. So the audio when I'm talking next is just me Mac in. <laughs> it's so embarrassing, but I'm pushed for time. I'm going to work night shift there now. So the audio story is fantastic. I'm a little bit flaky. Calling Tau City, turn on your radio. I know we had some words last time, but that was so long ago. I got your message It was a little harsh, you know It's still a little hard for me to hear Please take it slow Welcome to Starship Sofa Part of the District of Wonders network Everyone has a story in the District of Wonders Come and find yours I'm tuning in to your transmissions I'm moving, waiting to be found And I'm building rockets This is the Starship Sova, everybody. Welcome, hello, and welcome to show 653. I am your host, Tony C. Smith. Hello, everyone. I hope everyone is fine and dandy. We have got a cracking story today. Gravity Pulls Down by Adam Fout. I think that's how you pronounce Adam. I think that's how you pronounce your name. But before that, before we get into that, let's just... Go over a few little things there. I had an email off Amy, our Amy H. Sturgis, and I was talking about Star Star Trek Discovery, and she had the same feelings of me about this kind of ending where it was just, um, you know, like the final two, I think it was a, a double, you know, one of the final episodes where it's a double bill thing. And up until that point, I was putting Discovery on a an 8.5 out of 10, 
Do you know what I mean? But that final one just pushed it down to say a six and a half. You know what I mean? It was just, just didn't work, man. It was just, you could t- tell straight away. And it was, I think, Riker, what do you call it? <laughs> you know what I mean? Who directed, who just got got it wrong. Just got it wrong altogether. So that's one thing. And Amy agreed with us there. So I wasn't just kind of spouting off into the wind there. I got a, you know, a, profesh- a professional Star Trek historian going there telling us as well. And I did finish to sleep in a sea of stars. Now, did I mention this? I don't know if I've kind of finished, said, I've finished it. Oh, man. Christopher Palolini, is that how you... He did the dragon ones, and I can't really even pronounce them names. But that book, what, if, if you want a book, just an Alison to do on audio, and it was the audio just sunk into it. You know, you just the, the, the lady narrator, you just were there. It was that character. That was just a perfect reading. Odd, I mean, it was 32 hours. There was a couple of little fluffs, you know what I mean? Just like the, the editor missed it. Do you know what I mean? That's but beautiful narration. Do you know what I mean? Just perfect. Then I went on to which one was it? Oh, on me, I'm just looking on my phone there now on me, kind of audible. I had, and I've had it for a while, Children of Time, the Adam Tchaikovsky. Is that how you? guess that might be Tchaikovsky, how you pronounce his name. The narration just didn't work at all. Do you know what I mean? And I can't, like, what did I get into? I got into it like about half an hour. And I, I'm going to have to try and go back because the idea is great. But this narrator just put on this almost comical little nuance to her voice, to like uh, uh, descriptions and you know what I mean? And it was... And if it just, maybe I'd just come off the back of such a good narrator and I just had to pull it. I just couldn't, couldn't um, go there at all. So, because I've had, funny enough, I've had like a lot of, not I'm saying a lot of, but I've just kind of, your, your audible credits, you know, the kind of, the, the build up and you forget them sometimes, you know, especially when I'm kind of galloping through like a, a, a big, huge, you know, like to the sleep in the sea of stars, 30 odd hours, it takes you a while, so me credits have, have bounced up, but, I've, you know, I had that kind of, I want something spacey again, you know what I mean, well, I've went and plumbed for the, and I actually got, I don't know how many, I think there's only three at the moment, I don't know if it's the end, but it's the John Scalzi, the Collapsed Empire, this new, you know, I guess, episode, or new, not episode, but new kind of, totally new universe he's got there going and he's got three books. I just downloaded the three books, spent me credits and I'm just into it. I mean, I'm, what, what am I looking there? 14 minutes. So I'm, I've just had the dogs out for a walk and I'm scrabbling with, you know, characters and ideas and, you know, th- things of that nature, but it has it got a, it's got a great, there's no such thing as faster than light travel, but there is this thing, which I'm, I think I'm understanding it. It's, it's early on in the kind of the physics of the book and the story and how it, all the kind of universe works. But I'm sure it's some sort of like gravity of planets pushes together and causes these almost like slipstreams where the ships can kind of jump into them and go along them. You know what I mean? And that kind of scenario. And it's it's good. It it it's it's doing doing everything I want for us. You know what I mean? It's it's I'm hoping it's going to be just fantastic and I'm kind of just, you know, it's it's something where 
it's just escapism. Do you know what I mean? And the way this world is, I mean, that's all I want. Do you know what I mean? That's all I'm clamouring for at the moment. Escapism. I've heard we're in possible lockdown till July. Do you know what I mean? So if I can just lose myself in some great fiction, do you know what I mean? Let us know if you've if you've read or listened to the the John Scalzi books. There, I'm just going to see what the other ones are called. I'm just my phone shut down there. Just give us a quick second. It takes us a while, okay, there. So the first one is the Collapsing Empire. I think the second one is the the Last Emperor and the Consuming Fire. And they're both kind of eight hours, or all of them are kind of round about the eight hour mark. So yeah, I'm I'm hoping that's that's going to be good, and I'm hoping to get lost in that world. Let me know. Anyway, come on, I've waffled enough, man. Main fiction, Gravity Pulls Down by Adam Fout. And this story is original to Starship Sova. Adam is an addiction recovery mental health blogger and a speculative fiction non-fiction writer in North Texas. He blogs at adamfound.com. He is a graduate of the 2020 Odyssey Writers Workshop, writing workshop, should I say, and a finalist of the Friction Spring 2020 non-fiction contest. His non-fiction has appeared in December, Journal, J Journal, The Doctor, T.J. Eckelberg Review, another Chicago magazine, and Superstition Review. His speculative fiction appears in Starship Super, Flash Fiction Online, Pulp Literature, and Dream Forge. Now, this story is narrated already again by Randall Swartz. Randall Al Swartz is best known for his seminal books on Perl programming language that helped make the World Wide Web possible and popular. He produced a weekly audio and video podcast on open source software and has given up that after 13 years to get those five hours per week back again. Between the podcast and bouncing all over the world teaching programs and speaking at conferences, he's no stranger to the limelight. He enjoys pulling out his gear to record yet another narration and likens it to getting to read bedtime stories to the kids he never had and looks forward to future assignments. So... Starship Sova is very proud to present. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. 
Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Gravity Pulls Down by Adam Fout Big four-eyed bastard with a chest like a moon tug, what calls himself red, pushes the gravity dish into my fingers. I inhale a huge hit of the siren blue vapor. The gravity scorches my main set of lungs, hits me like a planet cracker, and my sight goes, my secondary lungs struggling while primaries stop dead. We're in our usual spot, a flow metal room in the back of the ship, near cargo. I avoid the floor. Gravity's a drug what screws up your molecules. You'll sink literally, through flow metal if you ain't careful. You took too big of a hit, Red says, his two outside eyes twitching all around the room like a chameleon. You always take too big of a hit. You're one selfish sinker, Dariel. You know that? Red's floating in the middle of the room. The bitch is the biggest sinker I've ever seen. No way he's under 200 kilos. A shifter down in cargo. Only reason to buy a body that big. I paid my share, I say, feeling myself sink hard. Why shouldn't I take what's mine? I used to be generous. Got me nothing but screwed. Selfish? It's the only way to live, boss. He sighs, but he can't say nothing. This whole operation's illegal. Illegal ship. Illegal cargo. Hell, even being this close to Tau Ceti is illegal and we're doing illegal dope that even the captain frowns on. Most folk ain't a fan of a drug what drives your atomic bits apart until your cells shred. Until they try it. Heroin ain't got nothing on gravity. You just gotta buy a new body every few years is all, and we both damn sure can afford that after a run like this. So what's Red gonna do if he got a problem with how I take my hits? Kill me, I guess. Captain would just shove my body out an airlock, and it ain't like I got a mind backup lying around. So that would be that. Ain't sound half bad sometimes. Been a long time since life's been good. The dope has me now. The best part of gravity is how it makes you forget. Empties you out. I ain't have to think about Javad or Karaj dying, or Rima stealing my kid, or my dad being a bastard, or none of that crap. Empty equals happy. That's all I ever wanted. My vision is tunneling, but a shrieking, static-filled roar brings me back. Red is screaming, but I can't hear him. I'm sunk through the damn floor, just my eyes and nose poking up. Three of my legs flailing around in the room below. The fourth stuck. He shoves the gravity right up against my nose, quick-like. 
I take a deep hit. He yanks me up. I hear grinding metal like raging thunder seeping out of the walls. What the hell, boss? Are you out of your... He slaps me hard. Bad memories break through the gravity. Memories of dad, of closed fists, and mom screaming. I almost piss myself, start to panic. Then I get angry. He clamps a hand like a bear claw on my mouth. Shut up, you idiot, he says. Didn't you hear all that racket down there? Or are you still so sunk off your ass you forgot where we are? My eyes go wide. Bot storage is below us. Call them bots, but they're legally people. If you want to call claw-covered machines what are mostly tentacles and blades, people. Hold is filled with bots, what I've been tinkering with. Bots would have had them pesky rules against murdering humans removed. Tinkering with bots is about as illegal as it gets. Makes them unpredictable. Makes them valuable, too. Captain made it damn clear to never let one of those bots so much as hear you, let alone see you. I groan, and he takes his sweaty hand off. We're in cargo, I gasp. Shaking and sweating, he nods. That's right, he says. We're in cargo, and I think you just woke one of our murder-optimized passengers. It figures. My life always goes this way. I can't never catch a break. All I ever wanted to do was get a few coins in my account and get sunk and stay the hell away from people. Why is that so damn hard? Even on a massive starship filled with a whole lot of nothing, I still get in trouble for just trying to do a little dope. Red ain't moving, and I'm ready to be gone. The racket is only getting louder. The thing ain't below us anymore. I try to wriggle out of his steel grip, let out another low moan. Quiet, Red says. I can hear it. It's in the hallway. He shakes. Damn near breaks my neck. You're a tuber, right? You have to get out of those tubes fast when the heavy water comes roaring around the corner, right? What the hell do you do when it comes too fast? Panic fills my veins, trying to push the gravity out. I gulp. His hearts are beating so fast they're rocking me back and forth. I can hear it now, coming down the hallway, like a hydraulic press crushing teeth. Red's eyes are wide and white and glazed. Sink, I say. Ain't no one but me in there. I sink, pop back in when the water passes. Only takes a few seconds. I close my eyes tight. He starts shaking his head. No. I wriggle in his grip, and he slaps me again. For just a second, I'm back on Moonbase 2, watching Dad stand over Ipyif, my arms broken after he finished with me, screaming and unable to do nothing. And then the next day, when I stole his absinthe, and found out it made that feeling go away like nothing else. When I come back, Red's shaking so bad he ain't even noticed I finally did piss myself. I want to put a hole in his skull for making me feel all that, but all I can do is cry. It's always like this. 
I can't ever do nothing to guys like him. I always just back down. The hall is starting to ring with the clink, clink, clink of dozens of pointed feet striking flow metal over and over. His outer eyes are going mad, swirling around the room. We can't sink out of this, Dariel, he growls. It's a couple hundred meters through vacuum to get to another arm. That's suicide. I guess you got something better in mind, boss, I growl back. I free one of my arms, and I want to knock him good against that anvil jaw. But I start shaking, drop my hand. Let me go, I say. Listen, I say, I got rocket implants. They ain't got much juice, and they're like to knock me out when we blast, but they should be enough. You just got to keep me pointed toward that arm. Hell no. Look, I'm taking my hit, I say, and I'm out of here. I'll take my chances with the vacuum. If you want to tangle with the death bot, you go right ahead, boss. He lets me go. I grab the gravity dish, blue vapor splashing out. It's going to be tight, I say, as red grimaces. Take your hit, boss. Make it big. I hope this bastard's got lungs as big as that chest of his, because if he passes out and he ain't holding me straight, the death bot's going to be the least of our worries. I grab the dish, take the biggest hit I've ever taken. Damn it, Dariel. I hear red cuss as my vision starts spiraling and I sink hard. I kick off the floor and he takes his hit. The noise from the hallway sounds like a hurricane against the door as that thing starts taking the room apart. Red leaps, grabs me in one gorilla arm. We hit the ceiling and start sinking through. The door to the room is ripped away and claws come flying towards us. I kick on the rockets in my feet and black out. I'm shooting heroin with some chick named Tommy in an apartment with a view, which ain't saying much for a gas giant balloon city. The particular balloon we're in is a click lawn, floating along in the multicolored troposphere like a worm burrowing through a rotten pastel palette. She's got one of them fancy brands of skin. A swirl of rainbow colors. She has her own dope. She ain't like me. Ain't a junkie. Ain't a weekend warrior, neither. A once-a-year type. Takes a few weeks off, does a binge, goes back to her life, vacation-like. I'm sitting with my legs splayed out like a spider on the flow metal floor. My slick suit next to me drooling and sweating in my skivvies from all the H what's running through me. Hunting for a vein what ain't blowing out. I'm gonna need a full clone grow after this. Dope is a weird thing, she says. I find a vein that ain't black. I mutter around the rig between my teeth. What do you mean, boss? I say, nodding a little. Dope is dope. Does exactly what it's supposed to. Ain't a lot of things in this screwed-up system that you can say that about. I'll definitely get a full clone grow before we launch. I damn sure ain't trying to get shipboard with a brain that still remembers heavy dope like this. You ain't realize it when you're doing it, but when dope pulls you, 
There ain't no spiraling like some romanticizing dope fiends like to tell you. Dope only ever pulls down. Straight down. She stares at me, annoyed-like, as I hit the vein. The rush flings her gaze away as my vision goes. And for a moment, my brain shuts the hell up. And I ain't have to think about Rima taking my kid on that damn star dasher in the middle of my last binge. Or the fact that, by the time my kid lands that trash colony, I'll be long dead. I ain't have to think about Dad slapping the hell out of Mom before he started using his fists or how he broke little Ipia's skull before he tried to break mine, or none of that crap. I can just sway and sleep and dream for a minute about nothing. They say the universe is going to end cold and silent. That sounds pretty damn good to me right about now. She shakes me back to consciousness. I'm slumped forward across my legs, having trouble breathing. She's kneeling in front of me, holding me up. I'm mumbling. Dope ain't nothing, boss. You ain't nothing neither. She holds me up, talks loud, enunciating slow, like to a little kid. Do you want naloxone, Daro? I shake my head, laugh, struggling to keep my eyes open. Why the hell would I want that? You think I like wasting good dope? She lets go of me, shakes her head. Why do you say dope is weird, boss? I say, slurring a bit. She smirks. I seen what it does to people who use heavy, like you, she says. You think it makes you happy, but all it does is scrape you out. There's no you left after a while. It doesn't matter if you get a new body after every binge or not. I chase the dragon once a year, but the dragon is always chasing you. Body to body, brain to brain, and it has its claws in deep. She pauses, then smiles, diamond teeth sparkling. It's just you. The dope is you. And no matter how many times you try to purge it by purging your bodies, by running from planet to planet a hundred years at a time, you'll never get away from you. They say you've got about fifteen seconds in vacuum before you just pass out from lack of oxygen. There ain't no way we're crossing 200 meters in 15 seconds. Red's got me tight against his chest. We're barreling through the empty space between the two arms of the ship. Vacuum's ripping at my body inside and out. I almost ain't notice. After you've gotten a new body or ten, physical pain ain't mean the same thing it once did. I remember the monstrosity chasing us. Radiation poisoning from vacuum exposure is a bad way to go, but there are worse ways. I turn and look back, eyes still functioning as the seconds what lead to suffocation tick by. That tinkered bot bursts out of the damned tube of the arm behind us, followed by a spray of steam as heavy water pours out the hole and starts to boil. I feel the spit on my tongue starting to fizz. We've been flying across the gap maybe five seconds. 
I had a see that monstrosity flying out towards us, a mass of swirling metal and pulsing red lights. I grit my teeth, bear down hard on my rockets, and pass out as I feel them give one last blast. Wake up, wake up, Daryl, you stupid sinker, wake up! I'm breathing somehow. I can't figure out why we ain't floating. The air is wet, hot, metallic. Red is hovering over me. The auto lights pop like little emerald ghosts dotting the wall. And I notice the walls are damn far away, and they all curve up in the distance. And I hear the roaring of water moving heavy, far away. And I realize why we ain't floating and gasping our last in vacuum. We're in a tube. Red has shaken me by the shoulders, yelling, Wake up! You did too much! My eyes feel like bloated rocks. One thought keeps reverberating over and over through my cotton-filled mind. We're in a tube. About a billion gallons of heavy water are circulating through here in a big, fat ball. And we're sitting here without oxygen or diving suits, waiting for it to hit us. Red slaps me, and something in me breaks. I jump up, kick him with a couple legs, hear the crack as I break ribs. I'm on top of him, screaming in his face. Stop slapping me, you big bastard! Stop it! You slap me one more time, and I'll kill you, you understand? I roll off him, crying. He just lays there for a minute. When he speaks, his words are soft. Sorry, Dario, I just... I'm scared, okay? He sits up, and he's so damn big I almost ain't know what to say, seeing someone that size looking so sorry. I saved your dumb ass, I mutter. And you slapping me and shit? How about a little goddamn respect? You keep drifting off, Daryl, Red says, quiet-like. But I need you here. This tube is your territory. It's not just your life on the line here. I need you to focus. Why is that damn thing trying to kill me, boss? I whine. I can't understand. I can't understand why everything and everyone's out to get me. It's a bot, Red says, recovering. That's it. There's nothing to understand. It just wants us dead. Us, Dariel. This isn't just about you, you selfish idiot. I don't have a backup and an extra body paired and waiting planetside to see if I survived the trip or not. Do you? No, I moan. Then we both need these bodies to live. Now, are you with me? Yeah, boss, I say, my hands starting to shake. Yeah, boss, I am. Then what do we do, Dariel? I ain't even have to think about it. As I focus on helping him, I feel certain, strong, my head starting to clear. We gotta get to the center of the tube, I say. There's a panic button by the interior door in case you get locked in what lets you into a safe room. He smiles. Let's go, I yell. We start running, and the walls of the tube start to sing with the sound of metal on metal, as that damn abomination starts tapping, probing, looking for a way in.
We gotta hurry, I yell, and I grab Red, take a deep breath, kick off the floor as hard as I can to lift that entire big bastard with me, and ignite my rockets, feeling a punch in my gut as they start eating my muscle and bone to make one last burst. We fly down the tube. Red screaming in my ear, and that clink, clink, clink sound is following us, and then it's everywhere, and I lose it, bearing down on my rockets as they eat me alive, crying and screaming and begging, and I pray for the first time in forever, begging gods I ain't believe in to save me, to kill that damn bot, to send a rescue team, to go back twenty years and blow my flyer out of the damned red sky of that shithole Mars before I could stumble across that new drug, gravity, all the belters couldn't stop raving about, and something in me breaks. I realize that all of this is my fault, that I ain't never done one damn good thing my whole life, and that I'm about to die that way. And that's when the billion-gallon ball of heavy water what ain't been split into fuel yet comes flying around the corner, engulfing us, and we go tumbling. I can't breathe, but I hold tight to Red, and he's screaming in the water, and damn it, I ain't gonna let him go. I ain't gonna screw this up. With an explosion like the collapsing of the universe, that robotic freak cracks the tube. We fly against the opposite wall, and I'm separated from Red. I can see the tube healing itself and the water boiling where the bot busted in, and I spin in the water, and I see Red fighting the bot, one of his arms already sliced off. I kick off the wall of the tube as hard as I can and fly right at that crazy bot. I almost black out when I hit it, but we both go sailing toward the hole. I grab Red's good arm, and I feel my own almost break as the current almost jerks him away from me. He pulls me to his chest. The killer bot gets sucked out into space. The water is boiling all around us and sucking us out, too, but I fire my rockets, and I'm screaming as I feel weakened bones breaking in my arms and legs. And Red's screaming into the water and holding me so hard I feel my ribs breaking. And then just like that, we're out of the water, and we're flying towards that interior door, and he hits the panic button. And the crew are grabbing us and pulling us into the safe room, and the hollow of the captain is there yelling. But none of that matters, because we're safe. I just lay there for a second, and hear the captain say something about them blasting the bot, and she's shrieking that we're stupid sinker bastards what owe her all kinds of money. And I just smile. I'll pay her all the damn money she wants. It's weird, but I'm glad to be alive. The medic's already started Red's arm growing back, and he's looking at me, and he's laughing and slapping me on the back, and he's saying something I ain't heard in a long time. Thank you, Dariel, he keeps saying. Thank you. Thank you for saving me. I feel something I ain't never felt my whole life then. <laughs>
peace. I ain't sure I like it. The captain is bitching and moaning about Lord deliver her from dumbass sinkers. The medic rolls his eyes. Red leans towards me, whispers in my ear. We deserve a big hit after all that. I still got some locked up in my room. And he winks at me with one of them normal eyes. And a part of me about pukes, thinking about sinking again after all that. Another part of me. It can't wait. And there you go. Adam, thank you so much, lad. Get another one written. Get it sent in. Thank you. Fantastic. And Randall. Hey, lad. Hey, you cracking them out, lad. Thank you indeed. So that is Starship Sova's 653. Put to bed well and truly. Thank you so much. Again, we're doing this by the kindness, putting it out by the kindness of the Patreon and PayPal. If you want to help, a couple of quid, throw a couple of quid into the tip jar, keep this girl, her engines thrusting into deep space. We've been going since 2006. Mm -hmm. It's worth thinking about. Until next week, just like to say, good night from me. Thank you for listening.
Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Mm. 